0: Welcome back, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Hope your week is off to an amazing start. Hope your August is amazing and you are enjoying this amazing summer weather before school hits. I know many of you are excited for for back to school because especially what's been going on with quarantine and the coronavirus and having your kids home. And it's been, I'm sure, for a lot of moms and dads, a lot to juggle but this school year coming up, I mean, I don't have kids, but just speaking with my friends and, you know, who have kids and also my nieces, it's just, it seems like it's going to be a lot to navigate going back to school in the fall with masks and, you know, all the different sort of precautions that schools are taking. I feel really bad for teachers because... I mean, I just think the school boards don't really have it figured out. And I I understand that it's new territory. It's so hard to figure out how to navigate, you know, all of this going back to school and, and bringing all the kids back together again. So I feel bad for the teachers. And I've been hearing that, you know, teachers have to change their mask like two or three times a day. My sister-in-law, who is a teacher, she has to wear a mask and a visor. She's also been told that they have to change their clothes upon entering the school. And then when they leave the school, they have to change out of those clothes. So it's just, you know, it's going to be new territory. So I'm sending a whole lot of love and good vibes to everybody as you navigate, you know, going back to school in the fall season and and what that's going to bring. I really do think that, you know, as I'm sure you've probably been hearing about it, like there's a "Quote unquote, second wave that's coming. I think that as we head into the sort of cold and flu season, that we are going to experience a second lockdown, and that's just kind of my gut feeling. I think that we're going to have this rise in more like cold and flu flus that are going to happen, which is normal that time of year. But there's it's going to be a whole thing and a whole other lockdown, and I don't know. I think it. I think it might be." kind of a big mess. So we're going to see what's what's going to happen. And in the meantime, I just hope that we can all remain calm and grounded and healthy and just do our best. That's really what we're all doing. We're doing our best. So sending good love and lots of good vibes to everybody as you head into the fall season and back to school. So today, we are actually going to take a bit of a different route with our podcast today. Instead of talking about health and hormones, we are talking about business and entrepreneurship and what it actually took to grow holistic wellness, to get holistic wellness off the ground. I get asked a lot of questions about what it took to build my business, start my business, my podcast, my book deal, all of the things. And I know that we have a lot of practitioners that tune into this podcast, as well as nutritionists and just different coaches and online service providers. And so I know that I've always been so inspired by listening to other people's stories and what their journey looked like. That has always been so inspiring to me. So I thought that I would take today and just spend time really giving you guys a behind-the-scenes look and really kind of take it back quite a few years to the beginning phases. You know, even before my business started, I want to just kind of break it all down. I don't know if I'll even be able to fit it all into one episode. Maybe this will be two parts or three parts, who knows, but I'm just going to go with the flow. And as always, you guys are more than welcome to always ask me questions over on Instagram at holistic foodie. I also do have a uh, business account that I started for my business mentorship and my business coaching. So you can find me at Samantha underscore Gladish as well. If you are looking to dive into more of the business world and entrepreneurship and online marketing, I do have a separate account for that. So I just started it not too long ago because I felt I, you know, there's so much knowledge I have, there's so much information that I have in terms of starting a business and It's a really big passion of mine. Marketing and entrepreneurship and helping other practitioners and nutritionists grow and build and scale their business has just been a huge passion of mine because, of course, I had to start from ground zero. And in the last six years of growing my business, I've obviously learned so much and have really felt like I've become an expert in the marketing space. And I wanted to take that knowledge and share it with with others and with other coaches and whatnot. And so I decided to start a separate Instagram account for that specifically, so you can always follow me there. And I also have my Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. So if you're not in that group yet and you feel like it's a fit for you, come join us there. Just search Holistic Business Collective and you can join me in that free group. We do trainings every week, so every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, of course, if I'm not on a vacation or traveling or anything like that, then every Tuesday I do a business and marketing training and Q&A. And also Vanessa, who is my content director, She goes live on Fridays as well. So there's a ton of value. If you feel really lost and confused with what it takes to grow and build your business, definitely join us in that Facebook group because we do amazing free trainings and there's so much value in there. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you don't know where to start, trust me, been there, done that. I know that feeling. Um, Just dive in, get more knowledge, get more skills. And that's really what I'm here to help provide that for you. So always join us there. There's always amazing trainings there. And let's just dive in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back quite a few years. I'm going to take it back to when I was in nutrition school. And that was over 11 years ago when I graduated from nutrition school. Now, I've been coaching for 15 years. I was I was a personal trainer way back, even before I did my holistic nutrition certification. So I was a personal trainer and I was teaching kickboxing classes and Pilates classes. So I was always really in that health space for quite some time. And of course, it's only natural when you are coaching people with their fitness, you are also talking nutrition and what they're eating, right? So that became a big part of the topic and subject and as I was coaching my clients and so... You know, I was in school full-time and then on the side, I would coach some clients and do personal training here and there and teach kickboxing and stuff like that, just kind of part-time. And then it wasn't until I actually graduated from university that I realized, oh my God, I can go and study nutrition and do this as a career. It was kind of like partway through my university years where I had met somebody who started talking about the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And I can't even remember exactly what happened. I was at some sort of like event and there was just, you know, lots of people there. And I got in conversation with somebody and they were talking about this nutrition school and like literally like light bulb went off. I was so excited, went home, researched it. And I was about in my third or fourth year at university. So I was almost just finishing up. And I basically went and enrolled in the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition for the fall. So right after I graduated university, had the summer off and then right back in the fall went and started nutrition school. So I went to university to initially I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to be an English teacher and teach high school and that was initially what I what I wanted to do. I was like, great. Teachers get summers off. They get lots of holidays and vacation time. I love teaching. I love being around kids and and all of that. So this is perfect. So I um Went to university and I actually did a specialist in religion, which was super cool because I got to learn about Japanese culture, Chinese culture, Judaism, Buddhism. Like it was so cool. It was why it was so cool was also because I had some really great teachers, some really great professors, um, and I studied a lot of Buddhism, and that was just so fascinating to me. And of course, there was a lot of spirituality behind that, which I was super intrigued by. So I went to school, did a specialist in religion and a minor in English. I basically like failed my English classes. I was terrible. I was, I just, I hated the books we had to read. I hated writing essays. I was not good at it. And I think my teachers just basically gave me a 51% just so that, you know, they saw my efforts <laughs> and they just didn't want me to fail. I got like pretty much in all of my English classes, like mid 50s, anywhere from mid like 50s to 60s. Like I just, I just couldn't do well in it. And I was like, well, what the heck? I want to go. I thought I wanted to be an English teacher. I can't even pass these classes. And I'm not excited by this. This is just something that is not inspiring me and motivating me. This is not what I want to do with my life. Then I found the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, went and enrolled in that in the fall after my graduation. And I sat front of class and I was just like so excited. I was so pumped to be there. And I did the full, the one year like the advanced one where I think you're in class basically like three or four days a week plus you have to do like all your practicums which were like extra hours 50 plus hours that you had to do throughout the year as well so I kind of just did like the full advanced version because I think there's also a two-year two or three-year version that you can do at part-time but I did the full-time one and just dove in full force and I will never forget being in the business class, this was like near the end of our training. I remember being in the business class and our teacher was telling us that we could charge $75 an hour to coach clients. And I will never forget that, sitting there at the front of the class, thinking to myself, oh my God, this is amazing. I can charge $75 an hour. I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to help so many people. This is going to be awesome. And sure enough, I graduated and nobody came banging down my door. And I was not charging $75 an hour to coach people. I didn't even know how to get clients. So I was teaching my classes, my fitness classes and stuff like that. And I would obviously meet people through my classes. And I started to get a few clients here and there, but I was not very confident in my skills. I had so much knowledge, but as I'm sure maybe some of you have experienced when you are just starting out and you're getting your first client and you're doing your meal planning and your protocols, there's just so much going through your head and you are just like, well, what is the best supplement? I don't know. And what is the best dosing? I, I don't even know. What what kind of diet should I give them and, and the best foods? And oh, but they have sensitivities to this. And like, it was just a lot to navigate when you're first starting out. And so I worked with a few men initially And I did not enjoy it. I worked with kids as well. And I also did not enjoy that. And so you may hear in the marketing space, you know, finding your niche, finding that niche that you really want to work with. You know, is it men? Is it kids? Is it women? What is their age group? You know, what is their actual pain and the struggle that they're dealing with? I didn't have a niche at that time. I was basically working with anybody who would pay me money because it was so exciting to actually have somebody pay me money for something that I love to do. And so I kind of worked with everybody at that point. And like I said, anyone who would just pay me. But it was through that process that I learned who I wanted to work with and who I didn't. And so I started to weed out, you know, who wasn't the right fit for me. I didn't want to work with men. I didn't want to work with kids. And it really made more sense for me to work with women. And so I got that clarity throughout that process that I really wanted to work with women. But of course, I wasn't busy. Like here I was. Teaching some part time fitness classes, wasn't making a ton of money, and also didn't have a lot of clients. And like I said, no one was banging down my door. Nobody knew who I was. I didn't have a website. Like I didn't have any of that. I did get some business cards made, and, you know, I would hand them out to people here and there. And just a FYI on business cards, you know, the business cards. I think now, personally, being in business so many years later, I recognize that they're just such a waste because handing out your business card to somebody in the hopes that they're going to follow up with you, that's a tough one. Most people don't take action. And so over the years, I really learned that it was my responsibility to follow up with those prospects. And so handing out my business card wasn't the best Ideal thing to do to get business. It was important for me to get people's name and information so that I could follow up with them either via email or phone call and really touch base and and talk to them and get an understanding of what it is they really needed support with. So I never hand out business cards now. I don't even know if such a thing anymore. Like I feel like. I haven't been even handed a business card in many years from somebody. So, um, especially with our phones nowadays, right? We just like open our phone, plug somebody into our into our contacts list, and, and that's kind of it. So, anyhow. I obviously wasn't working with a lot of clients. And then I went off to get a part-time job on top of my other part-time jobs, teaching all these different fitness classes and whatnot. I went to go work at a health food store. So I got a part-time job at a health food store. And it was it was awesome because I learned so much about supplements. And then I also got to... To work with all these different supplement companies, and they did all kinds of different trainings, and so I just became really, really well versed in supplements and products, and so I was really thriving in that space. And the odd time, the very, very odd time, I would get a client out of that—somebody um, who would come into, you know, into the health food store, and then we get talking. And yes, I'd give them my business card because I didn't know better at the time. And you know, the odd time I would get a client here and there, but again, like. I can't even tell you what I was charging back then. I don't even know what I was charging. I know I was undercharging. So much time and effort went into it and I just, I really wasn't making a lot of money. And then I also opened up like my own account with some of these supplement companies so that I could order product at wholesale and then sell it to my clients so I can make a little bit of cash there. But that was hard to do. And to be honest, the reason it was hard was because I didn't even have a lot of cash flow. Like, this is in my early 20s. I didn't have a lot of money. And to go and order like a minimum order of supplements from a company of like $500 worth of product, like, and just have it kind of sit there on my shelf, like, I didn't have that money, right? I really didn't. So I was living at home. I was, you know, going to school and working and part-time and trying to just figure it out, which is kind of what we all do. And so I was working part-time in health food stores. I went from one health food store to another one to another one and just kind of bounced around there for a little bit. And before I knew it, I was working at this one health food store, Good Health Mart, and I was there for a good year and a half. And these new owners came in and like took it over and They were looking for a manager for one of their locations and I was like, yes, this is it. I'm it. Like, I'm going to have that job. I want that management position. I was already rocking it with sales and everything at, you know, the, the, at the current location that I was at. So they gave me the management position, which was awesome. So I had my own store. Got to hire my own staff. And this was a store that wasn't doing very well. And in a matter of like three to four weeks, I managed to like triple the revenue. And just a bit of a backstory, every single job that I pretty much ever had was always in sales. Even when I was like 13 years old, my mom would bring me into her work. She used to work for, she used to work for Sears, which is now you know longer exists, but she used to work in the Beauty care and the fragrance. She used to be a floor manager for all the like beauty care and the um, fragrances and all of that. So, like some really high end brands, which, of course, as we know now, a lot of those brands like Estee Lauder and all of those Armani fragrances and all, they're just junk. Like all the ingredients are so crappy and junky and all of that. But when you're in your teens and you get your mom, Bringing you into work to go like, you know, spray some perfume on a on a card, you know that you know I was that annoying fragrance girl that you would walk by in the mall and hand out perfume samples to you, um, like it was it seemed very luxurious, right? It seemed like, and actually they paid really really well too. They would pay like fifteen dollars an hour versus other part-time jobs where you're making like seven fifty an hour. So they always they paid really well. And so I my mom started me at such a young age, coming in there and just doing a few little things here and there. And I I always worked for those fragrance companies and some beauty care companies, coming in sort of like part-time and seasonally when they had like big launches and stuff going on. And I I would do that throughout the year here and there. So I was really well versed in sales, pretty much from a really young age. And so when I went to be a manager at this health food store, I pretty much rocked it. And I knew brands so well and supplements so well. Um, I was able to connect with customers really well. It was awesome. I was really thriving in that space. I had an amazing team and staff that was working with me. And I feel like every job that I ever had, there was always that year and a half to two-year point where I'd really get that itch to be like, I need something else. Like, this is just not my thing anymore. I need to move on to the next thing. I needed to grow. Like, I was getting stagnant where I was. And so that's what happened when I was at Good Health Mart. I was there for, like I said, a good year and a half, give or take. And I started to, I just felt really confined by these, like, I was in this store every day, these four walls, and I needed something new. I wanted more freedom and more flexibility with my time and my schedule, and so... I started to connect really well with a lot of sales reps that would come in into the store. So these were sales reps for all the different supplement companies. And it was pretty hard to get your foot in the door you know, with being a sales rep because they really wanted somebody with experience. And so I was like, well, you got to start somewhere. And so I just was super persistent. All the sales reps that would come in, I would get into conversation with them, ask them if their company was hiring and to keep me in mind. And sure enough, I'll never forget Peter, my old boss. He was a super awesome guy. And he worked for a distribution company. So they distributed beauty care products, health food, and supplements. So they had a catalog of like 6,000 SKUs. It was crazy. And the fact that Peter trusted me and took me under his belt is crazy. So he ended up hiring me. I left the Hell food store, uh, went on to be a sales rep for this distribution company for a year and a half. And sure enough, you know, like it it was challenging for sure. It was hard. I had a huge territory all across like Northwest Ontario. So I was driving a lot to all these health food stores, but I also made amazing connections, got to meet with so many different stores and little mom and pop shops. And it was amazing. And I learned again so much about different products and companies and so many great trainings. But I had a really big aha moment while at this job. And so... It was my birthday. Well, my birthday was coming up. And also, I had just started dating Gaytan at this time. So this is going back like over eight years ago. And I I had been dating Gaytan since February. So this was in just before May. And he was planting the seed that he was going to take me away for my birthday and that I was going to need some days off. So he was like, you're going to need a Friday and a Monday off and we're going away for four days. He wouldn't tell me where. It was his big surprise. It was so exciting. You you know, when you're freshly dating somebody, it's so exciting and they're taking you on this trip. Like it was awesome. So here I am thinking, well, how the hell am I going to take this time off of work? So I felt like it, it was a shitty feeling to know that I have to go ask permission for somebody to give me the okay to take time off of work. And the fact that I didn't have freedom over that, that I didn't have the power and control over that, it really, really sucked. So I will never forget going in to see Peter, my boss, and full on lying to him that I needed this time off. And yes, it was my birthday and I had some family coming in. It was really important that I was there. And like, I made up this whole fucking thing. Like, it was ridiculous. But I felt like I couldn't be honest. I felt like if I was honest and said to my boss, hey, this new guy that I'm dating is taking me on this trip. I don't know where I'm going. But hey, I need Friday and Monday off. So see ya. I just felt like he was going to say no, and so I lied about it. And it was in that moment that I was like, this sucks. Like, this is not okay. The fact that I have to get permission and I have to lie about this, I didn't feel right about it. It didn't feel okay. It didn't sit well with me. Sure enough, the trip that I went on was amazing. Gaytan took me to New York for four days, and it was so much fun. We went with another couple too, because my birthday is on May 4th, Gaytan's is on May 7th, and then our other girlfriend she's on May 6th. Yeah, May 6th. And so, you know, we all went away for that weekend to all go celebrate our birthdays. So it was just the four of us and uh, it was so fun. We had a really amazing time and so anyhow, I ended up staying at that job as a sales rep for for a good year and a half and I was really getting that itch to kind of do my own thing. I was always trying to do my own thing on the side. At this point, I had a website up. I was blogging. I was posting recipes. I was posting different articles and writing. Not super consistent, but I was. I was showing up. I was doing the work and I made sure there was content up on my site. And then I think at that time I had like some sort of, I don't even know how people subscribe. Like I didn't have an email list of people to send my blog out to. Um, I think I had this list of like, I think it was literally like politicians because I used to work for this politician way back in the day. And I had this like whole list of contacts and I would just like email them my blog. (laughs) It was so random Again, I had no idea what I was doing, no strategy, um, but I would try and just get content out there. Uh, There was no social media around at this point. I think there was Facebook, but I was not on Facebook. I was actually a very late adopter of Facebook. And so, yeah, I was trying to do my own thing on the side. I would sometimes get clients here and there. But as working for a sale, you know, being a sales rep, I was actually making great money. and, And so a year and a half goes by. I am getting this itch. I need to leave. And I'm sure you've experienced this before where you're feeling like, oh, well, the next thing is going to bring me happiness. That next job is going to be the thing. And so that's what I was thinking. I was having so many doubts that I couldn't be my own business owner, that I had to work for somebody. And so sure enough, I went and kind of under the radar while I was still working at this one company, distribution company, I went and applied for other jobs. And I applied for another sales rep job with Nutracy, a fish oil company, which you may know. So they ended up hiring me. But funny enough, I was about to quit my job at this distribution company. It was Corwin, Corwin Distribution. I was about to quit and my boss ends up calling me into the office and I was going to quit that day and get... Well, I was going to give him my two weeks notice. But sure enough, he ended up letting me go on that very same day. So he ended up letting a bunch of people go and they were doing this whole transition and all of this stuff happened. So sure enough, it was actually a blessing in disguise because they gave me like a small payout. I left had my two weeks off, started at the new job. So basically I was repeating this cycle again, every year and a half. Oh, the next thing is going to make me happier. The next thing is going to be it. And so I get into this new sales rep job and roll with this other company, you know, selling fish oil. The great thing was that they didn't have a catalog of 6,000 SKUs. It was only like 15 different SKUs. It was just fish oil. And I had the same territory which was wonderful driving to all the accounts. So that was really great. And same thing, you know, a year and a half, I'm getting this itch. I was actually during this job, during this specific role where I was diving much deeper into marketing, into networking and connecting with other online business owners and just kind of getting a lay of the land. I was learning more about marketing and doing some courses online. I did Marie Forleo's B-School back in the day, which I haven't even finished to this day because going through that program, I learned a lot, but I also was lost in a sea of like 2,000 plus students and I was put in a Facebook group and couldn't really get my questions answered and I learned that I really needed a human being. I needed somebody that I could talk to who could take an overview of my business and look at the things that I was creating and doing and tell me yes or tell me no and actually really give me direction, uh, which is really why I launched the mentorship program that I launched. I launched that my Align and Lead mentorship program because it was the thing that I needed. And it's the thing that I see other practitioners and coaches, it's what I see that they need. They need Yes, the group coaching is wonderful, but that human one-to-one connection and that one-to-one coaching really helps you to skyrocket and get so much faster results than than anything else. And so, I created the program that I needed for myself back in the day. And so, anyhow, here I was, you know, trying to learn The lay of the land and kind of put, like, get my foot out there a little bit more. I was blogging more consistently weekly. And uh, at this point, too, I was getting into like Twitter. And I was also now on Facebook. And I was getting a few more clients but very rare like it wasn't a lot and I was totally undercharging. I think at that point I was charging something like $250 for somebody to work with me for like 3 months. It was ridiculous. I basically I don't even think I made money. I was like in the negatives by that point. By the time you break down how much money you make per hour coaching somebody and all the work that goes into it, Yeah, it was nothing. And so I was, you know, I was learning. I was making a ton of mistakes. And the beauty of that was that I got to learn. And so a big turning point for me was when I went to my girlfriend's event. She held this event called the Wellness Business Summit. And I went to this event and it was like a two-day marketing event, learning all about online marketing and email marketing and you know, creating your online program. And it was just planting a lot of seeds. A lot of it was kind of going over my head, but it was also planting a lot of seeds. And at this point, this was like a really kind of big like level up for me and where things really started to shift. So at this event, the keynote speaker was Sean Croxton. And I don't know if you know Sean Croxton, maybe you've tuned into his Underground Wellness podcast from years years ago back in the day. It was an amazing podcast and I used to listen to it all the time. And I will never forget one day listening to his podcast and turning to Gaytan and saying, I'm going to be on his show one day. I am so manifesting it. I'm going to be on his show one day. He's going to interview me. And so I kept planting that seed and thinking about it and knowing that I really needed to get out there in a much bigger way. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on his podcast. And this was a podcast with like millions of downloads. It was one of the top rated hell podcasts at the time. He now doesn't run it. He hasn't run it in quite a few years. He now has the quote of the day show, which maybe some of you tune into, which I highly recommend. It's amazing. And so... At this point I was, you know, listening to his podcast and I sent him a message one day literally saying to him, I'm manifesting being on your podcast. I love your podcast. Here's some topics I can speak about and, you know, if if there's ever an opportunity, keep me in mind. So I planted that seed. And then sure enough, A couple of months after I had sent Sean that message, I see him at this wellness business summit as the keynote speaker. And I was like, oh my God, this is wild. Like I had a ticket to go to the summit. I was so excited. And then I ended up messaging Sean again, just via Facebook saying, hey, I'm so excited you're coming to Toronto. I'm going to be at this event. I would love to take you out for dinner. And so sure enough, he replies saying, listen, I'm going out for dinner with a bunch of friends on the Saturday night. Why don't you join us? And so I was like on cloud nine because, of course, at this point, seeing somebody who has this massive like seven figure business and who's been rocking it online and has a podcast and all this stuff kind of like invite me into their circle. I was so excited. So I go to the summit. It's a great, you know, two day event. I learned a lot, and on that Saturday night, I end up going out with some friends for dinner with Sean, and we're talking over dinner and just kind of chatting about what I'm up to and what I'm doing. At this point, I had started to, yes, I was still working as a sales rep, but I was also doing a lot of things for my business on the side. And one of the things that I was doing was writing an ebook. I was putting an ebook together for this like twenty one day program. And so Sean was asking me about what I was doing, what I was creating and working on. And I will never forget, this was in March. And so I was telling him, yeah, I'm working on this ebook. I'm putting together this like 21 day qualitarian program. And, you know, it's all about quality, quality relationships, quality sleep, quality food, all of the things. And that's what I'm working on. And he was like, okay, cool. So he pulls out his phone and he's like, okay, give me a date. When is this going to be completed by? And I was like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I was like, okay, June 1st, I will have it complete by June 1st. And he's like, awesome. On June 3rd, you're going to come onto my podcast. I'm going to talk about your 21 day program. So you better have it ready. And I was like, oh my God. So it was like crazy to me that obviously like, lit the fire under my ass to like really get to work and get this program done and get like a shop page up so that I could sell it online. Um, Some of you may also know that at this time too, like I also had physical products. I was selling our Salty Kisses toothpaste and our hippie Floss Oil, which by the way, if you've been looking to order it, we will be bringing it back. Stay tuned. I promise it's coming back. It's just, we've had a lot on our plate and there's also been a lot of challenges that have happened with like the coronavirus and getting product and getting supplies and things like that. So we just kind of had to put it on the back burner, but it will be coming back. So anyhow, that's a whole other story that I could share on another episode. And I did have physical products at this time. So I had to get a shop store up so that I could sell the the physical products. And then I put my eBooks up on the shop store. I used Shopify, which I still have to this day. And so worked my ass off. Gatan was just so incredible. He helped put the eBook together and design it and everything. He's actually incredible with design and doing like using Adobe and all of that. So i he illustrated and did the whole thing. And sure enough, June 3rd, everything was ready to go. I had my program up and ready to sell it. And Sean has me on his podcast. And at this time, it was live. Like Sean used to record a live episodes. So I was freaking nervous. I was like sweating. I had like butterflies in my stomach. I felt like I was going to puke. Like I was so, so nervous. And so, sure enough, he interviews me. It was an amazing episode and I got to talk about my program. So I had a lot of people come and purchase the ebook after the fact. I got to talk about my dental products, the holistic dental products as well. So I had a lot of people ordering that and we were getting orders like every single day for like weeks. And that was a really big aha. That was a really big aha for me that like here, if I could just show up on podcasts and talk, and be visible and network and share about my program and what I'm working on and how it can help people, I can make sales. Okay. Like I could do this. I can make money at this. So that was a really big turning point for me. And also here I was still working as a sales rep with And I knew that my time there was coming to an end. I knew that, you know, here I was getting traction in my business. And if I had one foot in the door with my own business and one foot in the door as a sales rep, and I knew if I wanted to make my business grow, I have to put two feet in and go full force and no plan B. So I was going to quit. I had picked a date that I was going to go into my job and give my notice. And it's funny because I woke up on that day and something in my, like something in my heart and in my head said to me, no, it's not the day. This is not the day that you're going to quit. So I'll never forget waking up and telling Gaytan, like, I don't know, something's not right. I'm not going to do this today. And sure enough, three weeks later, I ended up getting called in and again, I got let go. And I knew it. Like my boss had called me a couple of days leading up to that meeting saying he was gonna fly in and he was meeting with a bunch of us. And I literally asked him on the phone, like, you know, when you have these gut instincts, you just know sometimes. And my gut instinct just knew, like, I think I'm getting fired. And I flat out asked him on the phone and I was like, are you flying in to fire me? I literally said that. He didn't even know what to say. And he said no on the phone, but I knew he was lying. And so sure enough, a couple of days later, he flies in, I go to this meeting, he opens, you know, I go meet him at this like conference room. He opens the door and the first thing I said to him, I said, all right, you're here to fire me. Let's do this. And it was the wildest thing. I had the biggest smile on my face. He like looks at me and just like drops his head. He felt so bad. Uh, The company ended up actually being sold for like multi-millions and like they let so many, they let most of the people go and there was a huge changeover. So, it ended up working in my favor. I ended up getting another payout and I I was so excited. Like the universe did for me what I couldn't do for myself. After that meeting, I got in my car, I called Gaytan, and I said, we are going out for dinner. We're going out for dinner tonight, and we're celebrating because this is a big push and the direction that I need to go, and that's it. There's no plan B. I'm building my business. I'm doing this, and let's make this happen. And I celebrated, and I often feel like how you react to those specific moments can can really help to set you on the right path. And my reaction was one of joy and I was confident and I was committed to making this work. And so that's kind of that. That's maybe the first part. I don't know if I should stop here or if I should keep going, but that's kind of the first part. And I basically, next day woke up and just dove full force into my business. And I hired a business coach. I did not have a lot of money, guys. I had $4,000 in my bank account. I had to pay for the roof over my head and my car and my phone and my food and all of the things. And I had $4,000 in my bank account and I found a way to make it work. I banked on myself. I knew that I could show up for myself and make it work no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how challenging it gets, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do this because I don't want to work for somebody ever again. I don't want somebody looking over my shoulder telling me what to do, how to do things, telling me what time I need to start workout, what time I need to finish at, when I can go on vacation. Like After working all of these different jobs over the years, I just got super clear on what I wanted for my life, what I really wanted in a career and time freedom and financial freedom. And so I dove full force, hired a coach and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about email marketing and online marketing and being visible and getting on social media and making offers and putting my programs together and and I took imperfect action. I had no idea what I was really doing. I was just showing up every day and doing the work and just one thing led to the next, which led to the next and baby steps created something so much bigger. And so I got really clear on the type of packages I wanted to offer. I got really clear on who I wanted to work with, who I wanted to serve, and I wanted to work with women. And I got really clear too that, you know, where I thrive was hormones. I had dealt with my own PMS issues. I had dealt with my own digestive issues. And so that's where I started. I started as the period fixer-upper. That was what was on my website back in the day. I put period fix, fixer-upper up on my website, on my homepage, you know, saying that I help women with their periods and overcoming their digestive issues because that was what I struggled with. And so I knew it really well because I knew how to overcome that for myself. So I got really clear on the type of programs that I needed to put together and got clear on, well, if I'm gonna coach somebody through this, how much time do I really need to spend with them so that they can actually get results? Because working with somebody in a one-off coaching session isn't going to solve anything. So working with people for 12 weeks, that was a big game changer. And my pricing had to reflect that as well. My pricing, you know, based on how much time you were getting with me and the calls and the meal planning and the protocols and all of that, email access, like... Had to really take all of that into account, which I never did before. So I started to get really clear on my pricing. I started to get really clear on who I was attracting and, and the women I wanted to work with and the type of content to put out there. And it started to grow. Women started to see me as that period expert. And so they would come and want to coach with me and then they would refer somebody to me and then that person would refer somebody. And I started to get really savvy using Instagram at this time. If you go way back when I started on Instagram, which was quite a few years ago. I mean, the photos are probably so horrendous. So maybe don't go back and look at them, but you know, you got to start somewhere. And so I was getting savvy with social media and building my list and sending out my weekly newsletters with recipes and hormone information. And then I started to dive even deeper into hormones and became really fluent with PCOS and working with a lot of PCOS women you know women struggling with PCOS and then they would refer people so a lot of referrals started to happen and then i also started to notice that a lot of women were coming to me with not just hormonal issues but it was it was a hormonal issue combined with weight with n- wanting to lose weight there was some sort of weight gain that had happened and there's hormonal issues going on so i actually never wanted to get into weight loss that was not what i wanted to do at all but After so many women coming to me and weight being, you know, a really big thing for them and wanting to lose weight, I decided to kind of reassess, okay, I really want to support these women and I really need to get something in place here to support their weight loss goals and also address the hormones. So I often found that the two and two went hand in hand, you know, that's why everything that we do with our programs, especially with weight loss, there's always a hormonal component to it, whether that's balancing your blood sugar and your insulin addressing cortisol, all kinds of things, or thyroid, there's always an underlying hormonal issue. And so as the years went on and I started to get more clear on what women in my community were really needing and wanting, then from there, I started to create programs that were specific to what it is women really needed. And it was hormones and weight loss. And so I started to make more of that transition into weight loss. And I mean, I had pretty much done weight loss for 15 years being in the fitness industry. You know, So much of what I had done with my clients at that time was weight loss, right? They came to train with me because they wanted to lose weight and to tone up and all of that. So it was was an area that I was very fluent in, but it was also something that I just didn't think I was going to be doing full time. And that's kind of what it naturally led into. It was about me really listening to my audience and listening to my community and what it is they really, really wanted and what they were really struggling with. So that's kind of how that started. And, you know, I started to just get more clear on what I needed to offer and how long I needed to coach and support women to really help them through a transformation. And as I started to get those transformations and testimonials, it led to more clients. And as I started to get more clients, I started to get busier and I had a wait list. And then my pricing started to reflect that. And I started to get even more clear on the type of you know people that I want to work with one-on-one. If I'm going to spend my time coaching somebody one-on-one, then I really want somebody that's very committed and is going to really show up and do the work. And and so that's kind of that. That's kind of how holistic wellness started. I mean, it really just started out of this passion, out of this passion for me to want to share knowledge with the world, loving food and recipe development. So putting up a website and, and just kind of starting it without any real direction, but just knowing that, I wanted to post up content. I wanted to share all this knowledge I learned from nutrition school and get it out there into the world. And so it just started from this passion and this excitement. And then from there, as I started to dive deeper into really understanding marketing, I was able to get so much more clear on my direction and the type of content to post and the type of content to write. And that led to more clients and then more clients led to more referrals, which even led to more clients. And then from there, you get to this point where you realize, okay, I'm trading my time for money. I'm doing all this one-on-one coaching. I can't really grow and I can't really scale from here. And that's where I started to introduce more online programs and some group coaching programs so that I could still support women, but in a group setting. And I could still have some freedom with my time and my schedule. And that's also how that started to grow was just realizing that, hey, you kind of hit this wall where you're like, okay, I can't just keep doing one-on-one because there's only so much time I have. So in order to grow and scale my business, I need to put some group coaching together so that I can really leverage my time. And so that's how that started there too. And then the podcast came almost two years ago, you know, after really building up my community and my social media following and building my list and just building this amazing community and also blogging for so many years, it came to this point where I was like, okay, I'm kind of over the blogging thing and I want to step into something new. I know a lot of people are into audio and podcasts are big and so that's just going to be my next step. I'm going to dive into this. And so I found an editor because I knew that if I was going to dive into podcasting, I had no idea how to do editing. I like that was just not my expertise, and so I hired an editor. I knew that that was the only way that I was going to really do the podcast was was if I had somebody editing and doing all the show notes and and you know helping put the episodes together and getting it up on all the platforms. Otherwise, there's just no way I was going to do that. I didn't have the time or the bandwidth to do that, and so. That's kind of how the podcast started. I just, you know, reached a point in my business where I felt it was time to reach my audience in a new way and do that via audio. And so I I actually wanted to name the podcast The Holistic Wellness Podcast because that's my website, Holistic Wellness. And I had so many friends reaching out to me who have very popular podcasts and they were like, "No, you have to be more niche." And it was something that I went back and forth with forever. I literally spent three months going back and forth with the name and not knowing what to name the podcast and, you know, not trusting yourself and just overthinking it all and all of that kind of stuff. And so sure enough, because I have an online program called Healthy Hormones for Women, I thought it would make perfect sense to have the podcast named after it. So that's how I came up with the name, Healthy Hormones for Women, because it was named after my program. And here we are talking about hormones and health on the podcast. And so if women who wanted to dive in deeper into their cycles and nutrition based on the different... Phases of their cycle and learning more about detoxification and liver health and all that stuff, then I had a program to kind of go hand in hand with the show. And so that's kind of how that started. And I just made a weekly commitment to showing up and recording and interviewing guests. And it started to really take off. And so obviously seeing it take off makes you so much more excited and motivated to continue. So I can't believe that we are now two years in, which is amazing. And then with my book, I can just quickly share there that, you know, I always knew I wanted to be an author. Being that I spend so much time doing recipe development, I always thought about having some sort of cookbook. And of course, being in my business now for so long and, you know, yes, I've been coaching for 15 years, but I've been full-time as an entrepreneur for just over six. So, you know, 15 years, it's taken me a long time to really hone in on my zone of genius and where my expertise really lies and just really understanding women and women's health and their bodies and getting to this place where I also feel confident in myself and who I am. And so I knew that I always wanted a book, but earlier in my career, there's no way I could have written a book. I think that, you know, just kind of looking back in the early phases of my career, I was, like I said earlier, I was at a point where I just didn't feel confident, like for a, a publisher to approach me at that point, to ask me to write a book, like, thank God that didn't happen because I needed the time to go by so that I could grow, so that I could grow into more of who I am and feel confident about who I am and how I show up and really owning my power as a woman and also working with so many women over these years has really helped me to become, you know, the expert in my space. So I needed those years to go by to get to this point where I knew exactly what my message was. Otherwise, who knows what kind of book I would have written, you know, 6 7 years ago. Like thank God it didn't happen at that time. And I always say that you have to trust the timing and the sequence of everything it always works out in your favor. And my book deal landed on my lap in the right time and in the right sequence. It came to me at a time in my life where I was, like I said, very confident in who I was and in my messaging and my business and my brand and what I want for my life and and the type of message that I want to share with women. I wouldn't have known that years ago. So the book deal came because I had a girlfriend Reach out to me. Uh, She's published by the same publisher. And she was like, listen, I'm going to connect you with my publisher because you have an amazing community, you have an amazing brand, and just have a conversation with them. So I did. I just had a conversation with the publisher. And sure enough, they liked me. And days later, I had a contract, and that was it. Like it, it actually wasn't this challenging process. It was really easy. And the reason it felt really easy was because it's been 15 years of work. It's been 15 years of constantly showing up and so much hard work and never giving up on my vision. And that's why the book deal felt easy. Otherwise, if I was trying to make it happen you know, six or seven or eight years ago, it never would have happened. And it would have just been this whole spiral of, I'm not good enough. I can't get a book deal. How come so-and-so has a book and I can, not I don't. It would have been this whole thing, right? So It landed in my lap in the right time. And I just got connected with an amazing publisher and it all worked out really, really well. And I got to share the message that I really want women to know. And, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I'm really confident in my voice and the messaging that I share. So writing the book ended up being so much easier. It was writing the recipes that were so challenging because you have to, you can you know, you can only pick 60 and then you have to make sure obviously your measurements are perfect um, and you have to do you know measurements in cups and milliliters and grams and all of that. So it was a long process. And of course, all the recipe testing to make sure you can perfect the recipe because like there's nothing worse than putting a recipe out and you have thousands of people go to make it and it fails. That's the worst. So that was the really hard part was actually doing the recipes, but the whole process of it was quite enjoyable. And yeah, so it just, it took time. It took time for all of these things to come to fruition. And another thing that I really want to mention here is that three years ago, I hired a life coach. Um, he, Hans, he's amazing. And I mean, I don't love to call him a life coach. What he does is ontological coaching. And ontology is the study of being, the study of becoming. So I was connected with Hans through a friend of mine and he was very expensive and i can totally share how much i paid so it was 30,000 us dollars to pay hans for the year and i worked with him for 3 years and i didn't have 30,000 dollars lying around and to be clear in canadian dollars that's like that's a lot of money it's like a million dollars okay not really but it's a lot of money i didn't have that money lying around i knew that i needed to work with hans because i knew on an emotional, mental, psychological level, he was going to get me where I needed to go. Because business isn't just about the marketing, that's a huge part of it, don't get me wrong, and the strategy and whatnot, but business is also about who you're being. And I worked with Hans so that I could really work through past traumas, understand the ways that I self-sabotage, understand certain habits that I do and why I do them because they lead to self-sabotage, learning about just my relationship to myself, to the world, bettering my relationship with Gaytan. Like There was so much to go through and I knew that that was something I really needed in my life. And so I, like I said earlier, I always bank on myself. I know that I'm going to always find a way to make it work. And I knew that I was just going to find a way to pay Hans, that I was going to grow my business because I was going to step into a bigger, powerful, more confident version of me, which was going to allow me to show up in such a bigger way for my community and to attract the right people that I wanted to work with. And that came with also increasing my rates. And from there, I was going to be able to pay Hans. And I knew that. I was just very confident in that. And so, of course, I didn't pay him in full, you know, worked out a payment plan. And I coached with Hans for three years. And like not only was he personally coaching me, but he was also training me in ontology. And that was huge for me because it allowed me to coach my clients on a whole other level it allowed me to show up for my clients in a whole bigger way and ask deeper questions and have bigger deeper conversations and it transformed my business it fully transformed my business even though he wasn't a business coach i've also hired a business coach and i've worked with multiple business coaches but i always worked with hans throughout the way so hans and i actually stopped working together just last year And I mean, we still stay in touch and everything. And I know he's always there if I ever need to hop on a coaching call and need support. And that was a big thing for me. That was a huge investment of both time and money. And I wouldn't trade it for anything because who I was able to become throughout that process, I mean, that wouldn't have happened without Hans. And so I credit a lot of that to him. And of course, credit myself for really showing up and doing the work. And. I really feel that for whoever's listening to this, you know, whether or not you're a coach or practitioner, or nutritionist, whatever that is, whether you're growing your business or not, I think it's important that who you want to attract into your life, whether that's a partner or clients or whatever that looks like, it's important that you are in integrity yourself, right? And that was a big thing for me was I needed to get into integrity with how I want to live my life. and if I'm asking my clients to, Eat clean and work out and move their body and meditate and all these kind of things. Like it's important that I'm in integrity with those things as well and in, in integrity with how I live my life. And just that sort of energy of that will attract those people to you. I really truly believe that. And so that is kind of that. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so much more I can share. Perhaps. There will be a part two to this, but I kind of wanted to give you guys a bit of a behind the scenes of how holistic wellness started. And like I said, it was just imperfect action and being super clear that I didn't want to work for anybody else or be stuck in some nine to five. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just it wasn't what was lighting up my soul. It wasn't the right fit for me. And so that's a bit of my story. That's a bit of my entrepreneurial journey. And perhaps I'll come back with a part two. I would love to hear from you guys if there was any ahas that you took away from this, if maybe this inspired you to get into action to really grow your business and and go do that thing that really lights you up. There's obviously so many different parts of the business that I can share with you guys. And if there's areas you would love for me to expand on, then please let me know. You can come find me over on Instagram at holistic wellness foodie or at Samantha underscore Gladish. And let me know what it is you would love for me to expand on, um, any questions you have. I'm more than happy to answer them. And I really encourage you to come join me inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. So this is the group that I put together for practitioners and online coaches and nutritionists and service providers who are really looking to create an online business and really do the thing that they love, you know, go and build a business around what it is they love to do most. So, in my many years of growing my business, I just became an expert in marketing. I had to invest so much money in learning online marketing, learning email marketing, learning sales copy, learning how to sell, learning sales language, podcasting, writing all of the things. And it just started to become a huge passion of mine. And as other coaches started to reach out to me looking for advice, I realized that it was time for me to really integrate this new part into my business and offer a mentorship program. So I do have my Align and Lead eight-month business mentorship program. And if anybody's interested in that, you can just personally email me at Samantha at holisticwellness.ca and you can always inquire about that and we can always hop on a call and chat more about what that would look like. We'll be opening up our second round in October and we only do take on a a limited amount of students because I do personally coach everybody. And uh, it's basically a coaching program plus digital marketing agency all in one. So you not only get to work with me personally one-on-one, but you also get to work with my content director, Vanessa, and she will actually help to set up all of your tech and put together, um, you know, all your different tech and your landing pages and your lead magnets and all that kind of fun stuff and look over your sales copy. So it's a lot of hands-on support and I'm just so thrilled by it. We have our first round of students that are just rocking it right now and they're doing so amazing and becoming so much more confident in themselves and their sales and their skills and it's such a beautiful thing to watch. So if you're interested in that, you can always reach out and um, we can hop on a call and chat in more details about the mentorship program. And then in September, from September 14th to September 18th, I will be hosting a five-day business training. It's live five days inside the Holistic Business Collective Facebook group. So this is going to be huge. If you are feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to start, you don't know how to get your business off the ground, how to sell your programs and do pricing or social media or any of that and the type of content you create, we dive into so much over those five days. And it's five days of live trainings. And you can ask me anything. And we have a teaching every day for five days and an awesome workbook and everything we send out to anybody. So to grab access to that five-day training, again, just join us in the Facebook group that's where all the live videos will be hosted for the five days in September. So it's September 14th to the 18th every day at 12 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be doing a live training. All right. So that's it for today. I've been talking a lot. I'd love to hear from you guys. If there's anything you would love for me to expand on, let me know thanks so, so much for being here today. I hope I was able to inspire you and motivate you and maybe give you a bit of a kick in the butt to get out there and to take action and to go do the thing that lights you up most. So thank you so much for being with me today. I'll chat with you guys soon. Take care.